What is up, everybody? This is We Too Deep, and this is the We Too Deep podcast. Let's jump on in. We got uh, some recap for the divisional round games. I'm going to give my thoughts on the game, and then we'll pick, uh, predict conference championship weekend. Um, and and we'll, we'll we'll have that conversation. Um, but for uh, first, some 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 housekeeping. If you're watching this. And, and you want to sort of participate in the conversation. I'm very big on um, community uh, involvement. Uh, I, I want, if, if anything, like I'm not podcasting, honestly, to, I'm not making money off of this, right? And so my goal is not money. My goal is not to be like the biggest bra, uh, podcaster out there. At least, you know, if that happens, I'll take it. But my goal is to build a community of people who who can have conversation. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of these podcasters that are a little bit bigger who they, they get millions of followers and they have a big opportunity to create a community. And rather than do that, they don't really, you know, take time to... Uh, I think we need to change the way we, we view, like, I'm going to use Colin Coward for a minute. There's not a way, you can't convince me that Colin Coward reads his comment section and tries to, you know, have conversations with them, whereas I would. Like, that's that's what I like. Um, and so, join. my point in, in, in saying this is join the Discord. There's a link in the description, both if you're watching on video on YouTube and if you're on listening on streaming platforms like netflix and spotify if you are listening to those i do appreciate it leave us a uh a five-star review if you love the show we would love to hear about it if you hate it let us know as well leave us that one star review uh and if you're somewhere in between i'm gonna need you to stop being uh being switzerland and playing a neutral i need you to pick do you hate it or do you love it no no three star reviews give me a one or a five right and if you're watching on on youtube if you if you don't like it go ahead and give it a thumbs down but, but click that button twice click the thumbs down twice if you don't like it let us know you really don't like it and if you do like it click click the click the thumbs up button let us know leave some comments here on on the youtube comment section um, and then finally, you know, if you don't want to join the discord, but you maybe have some questions for me uh, as a football fan that you would want answered on the show, you can email questions to we too deep. That's W E T O O D E E P at junkyard media group.com. We too deep at junkyard media group.com. The last thing I'll say before we jump into the, the show today is, if, uh, if you go to junkyardmediagroup.com, you can find all of our shows. Uh, this show, the, uh, the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast, which is my wrestling show that I do with DJ Wavy D, as well as the Beyond the Junkyard Podcast hosted by Junkyard James, my brother and my friend Cody, which I, me, myself, and uh, DJ Wavy D will be on. Uh, on Thursday, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Junkyard Media Group YouTube page. Again, that's Thursday at 9 p.m. start time. Let's talk football now. 
so we start um, division week or divisional round weekend with the Ravens and the Texans. And it was a slow start for the Ravens. And I was a little bit scared. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe the Texans have figured this out. And maybe the Texans can get that surprise uh, upset. But then the second half happened, and Lamar Jackson came on, and the Ravens played great defense. And I'm telling you, this is the best team in football, and I've been saying this along with others. I've been saying this for several months at this point now that the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in football. Um, They don't have good corners. That's fine. But their front seven, dangerous. That defense, dangerous, right? Their offense isn't, you know – the best, but when the uh, this is sort of proven me wrong because I've I've always had Lamar Jackson sort of like bottom of the top fifteen quarterbacks like like he's serviceable but he's not like elite. That's always been my my perception of Lamar Jackson, especially over like the last two years. But this season, he's really proved me wrong. He he's a top five quarterback in this league. Um, and, and when we get into the offseason and I do my quarterback rankings for for this past season, Lamar Jackson's going to have a huge uptake in, in where he belongs on that list. He's definitely top five uh, to me. He just comes in and just completely have a dominant second half with this team, and and we get the result that we, we kind of expected we were going to get out of this game, right? That Baltimore was going to dominate. And and Houston was going to need to find a way to, you know, to to slow that down, and they just haven't been able to. Um, then we get one of the the better games of of the weekend with Green Bay taking on San Francisco, uh, the 49ers. And I will say this. I will say this: If you're a 49ers fan and you're watching this watching this podcast right now, I know you got the win. I have some concerns when it comes to San Francisco. I really do have some concerns here. Green Bay dominated this game. Green Bay dominated this game. Uh, in all aspects, they they handled the game the exact way they needed to do. Ball control, t- control the clock, um, and play great defense. The the gr- Green Bay played really, really good. Being a seven seed, you know, you think about what Green Bay is coming into. I really thought that they there was a chance um, that they just get blown out of the out of uh, the stadium, and it's it, you know the it's just a whole. Oh, a really boring game in San Francisco for 60 minutes just throws them around, right? And and that's not at all what happened. This was really close all game long. Uh, I have some concerns when it comes to San Francisco. And my concerns is we saw what happened when they played Baltimore this year. When they face these really tough teams, They they don't play well, and I know they're the one seed, but I don't 
know necessarily how favored it they are in this matchup this weekend. Brock Purdy, if there's pressure on Purdy, if if, De- if Detroit, which we'll talk about here in a minute, if D- Detroit can get some pressure on Purdy, right? What we see with Purdy is, is when he's missing Debo, he's a bottom-of-the-league quarterback. He's a game manager. That's all Brock Purdy is. And, and that fits for that system, but when the system's missing a piece, when it's missing Debo, or when it's missing McCaffrey, or when it's missing Trent Williams, Brock Purdy really suffers. Um, and that that is something for me that's very concerning at this point when when you have to be able to be next man up. Um, and so, like, Debo goes down in this game, and Brock Purdy suffers while he's out of the game. And 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 he doesn't do as well. He struggles a lot with it. And, and, and I don't know. I just – I have a lot of concern going in for San Francisco, going into conference championship weekend. Um, the last thing I'll say about this game is the Packers should have won. The Packers, without a doubt, should have won this game. They dominated it. Jordan Love – tried to Brett Favre it on that last throw and it ended up being an interception and I don't necessarily think it was he made a dumb throw the worst throw he's had all season I would probably say um but 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 what I like about this Packers team going forward if you're a Packers fan you have the youngest team in football you guys really struggled to begin the season and you you came out down the stretch and really just showed everyone what you're about, what Packers football is about. You have a young quarterback with a young roster. Uh, you have not a lot of heavily are heavily uh, paid players, so you have a, you have some salary cap available, I do believe. Um, and so I, I I don't know if it's going to be a free agent hot spot to go to Green Bay. But I like what Green Bay has done. They've built a team. They, like I said, very young, very coachable, uh, very uh, you know, Lafleur is still a very good coach. I expect great things coming out of Green Bay next year. Um, um, I don't know if it's a division or win. Uh, like they win the division because Detroit's there, and Detroit has done a lot of great things over the last few years to get their team in the position they're in. Um, but I, if, if I, if, if I, if you're a Packers fan, you know, I'd be really, really excited about, um, where this team is headed. And I wouldn't be too upset that you lost to the 49ers. Um, we go then for, to Detroit now on Sunday where they take on Tampa. And this was a fun game to watch. Uh, and it was just back and forth. And and here's what I'll say, I'll say about Detroit. If Detroit can continually get pressure on Brock Purdy, they're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl. Um, that the, the, What I will say about Detroit is Jared Goff is not a top 10 quarterback. He's just not. But what they've done to to put a team around Jared Goff is what every other team needs to learn how to do, right? So so what do you do? You don't have the star quarterback, but what do you do? You have a running game that is insane. 
You have wide receivers. and You don't really need two or three wide receivers. You really just need a, a true number one, which they have in Amin Ra. Right? They have a tight end in Laporta. So there's two weapons. You have a decent number two receiver. You have a, 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 a two-headed monster in the in the backfield. You have a a, uh, a tackle in Panay Sol that is all pro, right? Um, right, and then you go to the defensive side, and you have Aiden Hutchinson, which is ungodly how talented that guy is and how good he is. You got good corners. You got you got uh, Brian Branch back there at, at safety. CJGJ back at safety, uh, the right, and so they've built a team at the key positions to help the Lions succeed in the last three years. If anything, look, Dan Campbell's done a very good job coaching. I would go and play for Dan Campbell. I love Dan Campbell as a coach, right? Um, now, my question then becomes: Can Dan Campbell? replace Ben Johnson because Ben Johnson's leaving. There's no way Ben Johnson just stays as offensive coordinator. Ben Johnson will be a head coach next year. And so you're going to replace your OC. Um, I don't think the defensive coordinator is leaving. So you only have to replace the one coordinator. Is this going to be a situation where like you could just plug someone in and it stays flawless? Or is this going to be a Philly situation where they lose coordinators and it really exposes that Sirianni can't coach? Right. Uh, Philly, if you guys don't know, well, uh, they did fire both of their coordinators. Uh, it appears like Nick still got a job. Uh, that's a, a questionable thing, but um, understood. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but we're not here talking about, about them at this point. Detroit, though, um, I, I I love Detroit. This is the, the it's the underdog story, man. It's the Cinderella story, the team that you know it's been thirty some odd years since they've made it, uh, you know, this far in the playoffs. I actually, like, there are people on the team. There are fans of the team that have never been this far in the playoffs for the Lions. Right in my lifetime, the Lions have never been this far in the playoffs. They have never been to a Super Bowl, to my to my knowledge, but they do have that one championship, the NFL championship prior to the merger. It's been, it's been that long since they've won a title, and 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 I'm sure there are still some fans that remember that, those times. But you know, this is a fan base that you know if, if this is a fan base that has took a beating over the last you know, 50, 60 years. And, you know, it just so happens, man. They got Michigan football winning national championships. Detroit's, you know, one game away from the Super Bowl. Uh, what a time to be a fan of sports in Michigan. Uh, this was a fun game to watch. Baker Mayfield's going to get paid. Tampa's more than likely going to keep him. Um uh, Jared Goff played a really good game. Jameer Gibbs is a beast. Like I said, Amon Ra did very well. Uh, and so we'll move forward to the Chiefs and the Bills, and we're going to camp here for a little bit. And this is um, this was a fun game. But I want to talk to Bills fans. I need to talk to Bills fans because I'm not here to talk about the game. 
I don't necessarily care about this game. It was a fun game to watch. Um, it, it, it happened the way exactly I thought it would happen. And it would be back and forth, one score game um, with Kansas City winning. And this is what I've always said. Buffalo, it does not matter how good you are in the regular season. You have zero clutch when it comes to playing Kansas City in the playoffs. And they're like, oh, we're in Buffalo this time. Okay. You're still not going to win. Because you got to understand, right? Like, if you were playing Miami in Buffalo, you know, the week after you just had a massive blizzard, then and it's cold, then, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a thing that happens. But I think the only area on the earth where the weather is worse or was worse uh, two weeks ago than it was in Buffalo was Kansas City. They had two back-to-back snowstorms, like days apart, where there was like negative 30-degree wind chills. I'm sorry, Buffalo, but you have no home home field advantage when you're playing Kansas City because they have typical weather that you have at this time of the year. They have the same weather. So there wasn't really a home field advantage, right, other than the crowd. And I don't know where this team came from, this Kansas City team. I mean, this was a team that, like, I don't think there was a single drop in this game. But that's been their sort of uh, Achilles heel all all year was drops. This team came to play, right? And and I've always said this, and this all comes down because Buffalo fans are going to try to spin this to how this is Tyler Bass's fault. He should have made the kick. Should he have made the kick? Sure, that's what his job is to do. But I think there are other things that we need to talk about 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 this game and that last drive in particular that where the kick should not have even been on Tyler Bass's foot. He shouldn't have had to kick that ball, right? But let's talk about the kick itself. The ball, they placed it on the wrong hash line. You know, you ran a terrible offense. You, you didn't even try to put it on the correct hash, That right? You knew there was you were kicking into the wind, and you put it on the, you put it on the right hash when the wind was blowing right. So you, you make the kick extremely more difficult for Tyler Bass. But let's even forget about all of that. Let's forget about all that. How are we going to forget? Stefan Diggs dropped the ball. There were two overthrows into the end zone by Josh Allen on this drive. And you on one of them, you completely miss a wide open Dalton Kincaid running at running across the field uh, at the first down marker at the sticks and he's wide open and and instead you go for secure in in the end zone get the first down you get four more plays to get to the end zone you don't have to kick the kick a field goal so while every buffalo fan wants tyler bass excommunicated from the city you know they're offering death threats which first off should never ever be you know bills fans this isn't just because i'm a patriots fan right i i I think fans should be able to be fans. But Bills fans have become almost intolerable these days. Right? It's 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 almost intolerable to deal with Bills. Like, like there's like a tier list of like the worst fans in football. In the the media narrative, the narrative around the league is like 
the worst fan bases, the Eagles fans. And y'all, don't buy that hype. Eagles fans are some of the coolest people ever, right, for the most part. But, like, in terms of, like, the worst fan bases, like, there's three teams that are on the top of my list. Traditional Oakland slash Vegas Raiders fans. Like, the the original OG fan base that lived in Oakland. They, you know, where you could get shanked uh, if you're a 49ers fan, right? Um, So, like, Raiders fans, but I, I don't really necessarily care about them. But the two totally just insufferable, intolerable fan bases are the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. And they're the exact same fan base. They do the exact same thing. They they are the crybaby fans of the league. And what I mean by that is neither team has had success since the mid the mid 90s, mid early mid 90s. Neither team has really found much success in a decade where most of the fan base were alive. Every year is their year, and then every year in the playoffs, the team sucks, and 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 then they cry. And Dallas fans take it out by uh, punching holes through TVs. Where you know, playoff time for Best Buy. If Dallas makes the playoffs, right? Best Buy automatically orders a bunch of new TVs because in the Dallas area because they know that they're going to have to. To, to, to sell them, they're going to be popular that week after they lose the game. But then Buffalo fans, you know, th- to me, they're the worst fan base in, in football now. They've they've jumped Dallas. And I say this, not again, not be biased as a Patriots fan, because I used to not care about Buffalo. Like, I used to not care about their fan base. I just let them do their thing. But they act like they're the greatest thing in, in the league, and they're really not. Uh, the, the, they, there's no success in the postseason. And then, like, there was a video of, of them chirping Gabe Davis. Like, dude, he's on the field. Like, he's on a pro team, and you're going to chirp him because he's injured and he's not playing? And, you're, and the fans are going to chirp him? Like, bruh, I'm sorry, but you couldn't even make it 10 yards down the field without huffing air, dude. Why are you chirping? And this goes to everyone. Why are we chirping players? There's no need to chirp players, man. Uh, but yeah, Buffalo fans are insufferable. They just, they complain. They think they're hot shit. And then when they lose, it's always the ref's fault. It's always something other, like it's never Josh Allen's fault. You know, Josh Allen is MVP of the, of the league every year to them. And and this isn't the whole fan base, but but I'm, it's what what I see, right? And I don't know, man. It's just they have a big online presence, and so they win that Bud Light fan of fans fans of the year thing that always happens because it's an online vote, and and they think they're like the the, the best fan base. They're really not. Y'all y'all are annoying. I mean, you're over here throwing snowballs at players. If I was security, I'm kicking you out of the game. That's not even acceptable at all, no matter who's doing it. You know, Buffalo fans, at least y'all have uh, evolved past throwing dildos on the field. Um, So, I don't know, man. I just, Buffalo fans, y'all, y'all got to get used to this. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe actually, maybe confront the, like, now they want to fire Sean McDermott. Uh 
they want to fire Sean McDermott when Sean McDermott is a hell of a coach. They'd be really stupid to fire him, but I knew this was coming because it's always coaching's fault. It's never the fact that Josh Allen can't play football, right? He's he's not clutch in the clutch moments, right? You know, Brock Purdy in his game, like the, the talk all season is he's not clutch. He hasn't made a big play. He's a game manager, but he comes down. He has one of his best drives of his career to win the game, you know, um, I'm not even convinced you win if you kick the field goal and it goes in because Pat Mahomes would have had like a minute and 40 seconds and we saw what they could do in 13 seconds on you. You're going to give them a minute and 40. Uh, I, I was convinced, you know, the defense was the defense was pretty bad for Buffalo this game. I was 100% convinced Pat Mahomes was going to march it down the field and score anyway. Um. But anyway, enough of me harping on 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 the Bills and their fan base. Uh, let's make some predictions for the conference championship game. So what two teams do I think are going to the Super Bowl? Um, so we have Kansas City and Baltimore. This is a, this is going to be a fun game. Probably two of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um this is the best Kansas City defense of the Pat Mahomes era. This is a very good Ravens defense. Um, I think it. I think it's going to be a lot, very close. But I am picking Baltimore. Um, I'm picking Baltimore because you know we finally got the Bills out of the playoffs. Now I need to get Taylor Swift out of the playoffs so that we don't have a Taylor a Super Bowl that ninety percent of the on screen time goes to Taylor Swift. Uh, so Lamar Jackson, we're really hoping on you. Like 99% of America, all of America outside of Missouri and Ohio, because that's where Kelsey is from. Uh, all of, all of, uh, all of America outside of Missouri and Ohio, we, we want Baltimore to win so that we don't have to have the Super Bowl ruined by Taylor Swift. And I don't actually care about Taylor Swift. Like, like I know there's a lot of men and a lot of football fans who are tired of it. And, and I don't necessarily think we need to have, full press coverage of her there, but she's having fun. She's, she's an adult. Uh, she can come to the games. Like, I don't think that it's that big of a deal. Um, to like, it's almost, I've almost stopped caring at this point. I know a lot of people don't like Taylor Swift getting all the coverage, but it is what it is. Just watch the game. Um, and you know, I think the media has done a, a pretty decent job of, you know, not making everything about Taylor Swift, but but let's just be honest. If they're if you're gonna show fan reaction, uh, and it's and I have to choose between seeing random Joe Schmo and Kansas in a Kansas City jersey or Taylor Swift. Show me Taylor Swift react. Uh, and 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 I think I I I've seen other people post this, and. I think this is now the case as well. I think what bugs a lot of people about Taylor Swift being sort of this role model they're choosing um, outside of most of the people could, who hate it are the super like far right political activists who are like, oh, she's a liberal. She voted for so and so. And and Travis Kelsey is in this commercial. And, and that's a, that, I guess that's a reason you can hate Taylor Swift for. But um a lot of it, a lot of the hate I feel is that she's a celebrity. 
who, for the most part, is an actual role model, right? Like, if this was Nicki Minaj, if this was, you know, Cardi B, no one would have a problem with it because they love they love them. But, like, Taylor Swift is, I don't want to say purity, like, pure, but she's, she, you know, you don't ever really see Taylor Swift going around shaking her ass on Instagram. And I think that, like... She she's an actual role model for children, uh, and I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing where like people hate the people. Like like I I'm just I would rather it be Taylor Swift than a Cardi B. Um, I don't care about Taylor Swift. I don't listen to her music, and so like it doesn't bother me that she's here. Um, and like I said, if she's going to enjoy a football game, like let's do it. Like um, I'm fine with it. With that being said, Baltimore, I need you to win. And I think Baltimore does win. I think I think it's going to be a battle of of what offense can move better. And and I really I, I think they're in similar situations where they both have decent run games. They have decent quarterbacks that are you know have their own unique skill sets, and they have about the same receiving core. Uh, where it's younger, I know the Ravens have Odell. Um, but I, I really like this game. I think this is going to be the better of the two games, in my opinion. Um, with that being said, um, Detroit versus San Francisco from, uh, from, uh, I don't ever remember the name of this. I always want to say Candlestick Park, but that's not where they play, um, Levi Stadium, live from Levi Stadium uh, in San Fran. Um, I'm going to make some people mad, I think, with this prediction. Uh, uh, I'm going Detroit. I think Detroit comes in and beats San Francisco. I really do. I think this is this is Detroit's time. Um, I think Detroit has the better team. I think they get pressure on Purdy. I think he struggles very badly in this game and um if you take away Debo you take away CMC you get pressure on Purdy that's all you got to do I think Jarrett Goff you know he's been in these situations before uh with um now granted he only got to the Super Bowl with the Rams uh because of the 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 no call Enola if y'all remember that uh the Nola no call if you don't go look it up uh, but Jared Goff has played pretty decent football when he gets the opportunity and they put a team around him. Um, I'm going Detroit here and I don't do score predictions, but I think this could be a two possession game. I really do. I think, I think if Detroit plays the way I think they're going to, it's going to be a two possession game, whether it's 10 or 14, I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I'm picking Detroit here. I think this is the Super Bowl America wants is Baltimore versus Detroit. Um, I think, however, it would not surprise me if we get Baltimore, uh, Baltimore and San Fran or KC and San Fran. That wouldn't surprise me. But I'm going Baltimore and I'm going Detroit, and and I'm going to stick with those picks. And I hope and I hope and I hope I'm right. Um, but with that being said, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to the We Too Deep podcast. Let me know what y'all think. Uh, And again, join the Discord and leave us a review 
and uh, a thumbs up or thumbs down if you're watching on YouTube. I do appreciate everyone who watches, and I'll see you all on the next episode.